highlighting all the local and national stories which impact you. Isn't it amazing that the issues we had in the 60s with people killing us, now we're killing us, and we're not saying anything about it. Had white people come through Milwaukee and started killing black people, the world would have stopped on its axis because so many people would have shown up to defend the neighborhood. But yet crime is literally out of control. And we're talking about it? It's an issue? What is your plan? What's the secret? Bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. Milwaukee, like many other major cities in the United States, has some issues that we have to work on. And that's no secret. And I've been talking about those issues over the course of my campaign for mayor. You're joking, right? Talking about it? Where's the plan? We keep talking about plans, talking about strategies. Where is the plan? What are we doing? Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. It's decimating the black community. Yeah, because y'all don't eat right. So when you get sick because you don't eat right, because you're overweight, and nobody tells you because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings because we live in a world now where if you hurt somebody's feelings, you might get arrested. It's ridiculous. Idiotic. If you know you're not supposed to have certain things because you have diabetes, don't eat it. Oh, but it tastes so good. Okay. Tell that to your children and your grandchildren who won't see you because you decided to eat. Doesn't make any sense to me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Ms. Madee said, I'm trusting the mayor. It can't be worse than the last 20 years. Dude, he making cuts. What you mean? What you mean? Where's the revenue increase that doesn't burden people that are already in the city? Where are the businesses that you're bringing to the city? Where is the land development? in the neighborhoods that are softening the tax base and creating jobs. I'm not a mayor. I'm not a politician. Like, really? Who's all them people that put you in office? Who's all them folks? Where's all them white folks that put you in office, that backed you and supported you and voted for you? Where's the growth for us? Downtown, midtown, growth. Midtown should have the same strength of the city behind it as downtown. If you could build more condos downtown, build more revenue for downtown, you can build it for Midtown and Southside. Stop playing. Be a real mayor. Be a real common council. Talking text line, Chris said, cut money from the police department, but we have funding for the useless trolley. <clears throat> well, we're, we're not we're not really like, I mean, 17, 1 percent. It's not going. Yeah. 
One percent is seventeen hundred. They got seventeen hundred employees. Okay. Is seventeen people going to make a difference? Seventeen divided by seven districts. That's about two and some change. Eh, I don't think it'll matter. That's me. If you got seven districts, that's two point eight people, roughly three people per district that you would you would. It's that that's one person on each shift. Not even every shift. Just just days, early shift and late shift, right? Not early power or late power, right? If they even got that now, they probably got rid of it because they don't have enough bodies. I mean, there's so many so many changes that are coming because of money. And we need to start taking a look at making the pie bigger instead of trying to cut the one we have and make it go further. That sounds to me like some political shenanigans because you don't like who's in the state legislature, so then you blame somebody else. That's the same crap Mayor Barrett did. Nothing changed. Everything got cut. The city went to crap, and then he left. I don't know. 833-212-1017. He said, the RNC is coming. That's revenue. That's not ongoing revenue. That's a one-time hit, and then we're done. They pay their taxes one time. What are you going to do with that? Nothing. It brings $300 million, but it doesn't bring $300 million in tax revenue. That's what I'm talking about. 414-334 said, cut the funding from the violence prevention and give it to the police. Yeah. If you're going to use the money for violence prevention, use it for violence prevention. Hiring more people in the violence prevention office. I don't know. What are your comparables to violence prevention? Like, what are you comparing what you're doing for violence prevention? No disrespect, but he's a lawyer. He went to law school and he was common council president. Is he viable to run the Office of Violence Prevention? Well, just like the mayor, give him a chance. Let's see. Essentially, essentially, I want you to prove me wrong. That's all. I've been saying that since day one. If I complain about something and you say, that's not true, okay, prove me wrong. 833-212-1017 is the number. Al, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. How are you? I'm doing well, Dr. Ken, Well, as well as I can in the city of Milwaukee. Um, I'm wondering what's in his budget to improve police response time because when my house is getting shot at, I don't like waiting an hour for police to show up. You know? Did your house get shot at? So, you know, uh, about two years ago, my car was shot. Okay. In the garage. Okay. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, no, I have a lot of shootings in the vicinity around my house. But anyway, um, if, 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 he's, if, if we're going to have a safe, secure city, 
we need to have enough police officers. And I understand uh, maybe COVID, you know, cut the classes and you don't have a lot of recruits, but there should be money in the budget to hire more people as they become available. We should not be um, cutting the police um, budget through attriculation out. So the, you, you know what I'm saying? Just because the numbers reduce, we don't hire more. Um, that's not helping us. And especially with all the crime, with his uh, buddies over at the DA letting folks go, dropping charges, and they're just committing as many crimes as they can between their court cases. Uh, not having enough police really is detrimental to the black community. And I remember um, during the Sherman Park riots when my older person <clears throat> was basically saying he didn't want police officers coming through and patrolling. Uh, I'm like, oh, hell no. You don't speak for me. I want as many police officers coming through and patrolling. Uh, if, if you don't want to get caught up in the criminal justice system, don't do the crimes. That's just, you, you have a choice not to do crime, right? Okay. Yeah, you, you do have a choice. It's kind of right? simple. Yeah. Yeah. So all this crying about, oh, no, we can't hire more police because there's a disrespect for the black community. No. Dead people, shot, robbed, their car stolen. That's detrimental to black people. Yeah. Black lives matter. <laughs> That's not funny, Al. Black lives do matter. They do matter. And we need a mayor and we need to get the liberal ideology out of the office and make black lives matter again. Not just leave us to be the victims of the criminal class. But is that true in all cases? Is it true in enough cases? Have you looked at the, the shootings on, on the news? Did somebody recently get carjacked? Yes. Someone recently got shot yesterday? Yes, sir. Okay, and I bet you when you, you find the person, they're going to have a rap sheet, aren't they? I don't know. They're likely. What, what do you think, like 90% of the people out there doing the, the shooting, you think there's their first time uh, involved with the criminal justice system? I would not venture a guess without having. I'm going to have a guess. No, no, no. What we're not, what we're not going to do is make assumptions and pass on erroneous information. That's not true. Okay. We we need to go do some research. We need to go do some research. Okay. All right. But if you were to to hazard a guess, nope. Right. Not going to do it. You you think these are first timers? I don't know. Don't care until I get the information in front of me. See, what, what happens oh, okay. is we make assumptions based on what we assume is correct, and then we come up with a solution. When it doesn't work, it's because we didn't get the data or the information that told us this is what it is. If everything's okay. going, if you're having trouble at a light with everybody making left turns, we don't need a solution mm -hmm. because just because somebody's turning, we put a barrier on the right turn light. Like, that doesn't make any sense okay. to me without really knowing. No pictures, no nothing. We have to make sure we get enough information, look at the backgrounds of people, see what they have in common, and then say, hey, look here. This is what it is. Just like the Homicide Review Commission did. Okay. Let, let, let's, let's do it this way. Are, 
are you a professional of law enforcement or criminal justice uh, industry? Yes. So from your experience, when people were arrested for heinous crimes, say violent crimes involving mm-hmm. weapons, okay. from your experience, were most of the people that you arrested or your colleagues arrested first-timers? In many cases, yes, but what I can't do is extrapolate from my, my itty, 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 bitty small sample and then assume that everybody else is like that. That's what they do to black people when they see crime in, in the, uh, on TV, in the newspaper. They assume that's how all black people are, even though it's a very, very, very small percentage of black people who live in Milwaukee. You're making my case for me. Okay, so it's a small percentage of the people creating the havoc, right? Yes. And when you study them, what, I guess, in the instance, leads up to them involved in more violent crimes? I don't know. Is it always their first time, or have they gotten away with things previously? I don't know. All right. I don't know. Okay. Again, that's some great information that you can go make an open records request to the police department to see whether or not, or or the DA's office to see when people are arrested, how many first time offenders are arrested. So, Dr. Kidd, if they let you off and they don't charge you, and I go and research it, am I going to see your previous involvement? What do you mean? So, say, for instance, we drop the gun charge at the DA's office, and I go look it up to see how many people were involved in crimes, in, 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 involved in crimes using guns. Am I going to see that if they drop the gun charge? Depends on the age, and yes, you will, because the person, you're looking at arrests. You're not looking at convictions. It's like the, okay. number, the number of people that you would have that are stopped by police driving and speeding is significantly different from the number of people who are issued speeding citations. So which one you want to look at? If you look at the number of people issued speeding citations, you might go, wow, the police don't make a lot of stops for speeding. But if you look at the actual okay. number of stops and then count how many were for speed, I am with experience knowing that that number is going to be more okay let's ask it this way so when you arrest you're not gonna keep changing the question to try to get me to agree with something that you do like stop just stop no 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 wait because when you (laughs) arrest somebody for for using a weapon in the commission of the crime okay what is the basis that you're arresting him on there must be some evidence that they use the weapon in the commission of the crime it depends on one what you're charging them with two did they use the weapon during it or were they just in possession of it depending on who's reporting what it may still count as quote unquote while armed because they simply had the gun oh okay so in that, some instances it may not. Okay, so, again it, it depends so, so, you can't okay, generalize so about I something am, like that Okay. All right. Well, we'll let some other callers uh, get to it. 
to get their input in it. But, yeah, I, I don't think our mayor is doing us any favors. I really don't. I didn't think crime was going to get better when he got elected, simply because he talks. A, he talks. Let's put it that way. I don't see much action, even when he was the alderman in the district next door. All right. All right. Thanks. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. About 22 minutes after the hour. Just kind of chilling, hanging out. Talking text line says, "Mm, mm, 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 mm." Dr. Ken, the Office of Violence Prevention started out as an initiative with a purpose, but then just turned into a cost center, meaning It is now just another line on the city budget that receives funds just because it always has. And then Al said, I'm confused. What happened to the three hundred and ninety million dollars under Tom Barrett under the America Cares Act, under the America Cares Act? Also, what about the funds to reckless driving downtown with Cavalier Johnson? Andrew Warden said today on the news that the gun buyback would be great, but the mayor said there's no funding. If I'm not mistaken, didn't private corporations and private entities take care of that last time? I mean, with all these insurance companies around here, you would think, you know, you would think, you would hope. Okay, they would like kick in. I'm just saying. That's unfortunate. As the day closes, it's mostly sunny, currently 72 degrees. There's a beach hazard statement, probably because of the storm that we had. Uh, Next six hours, it's mostly clear, lows overnight in the low 70s. Unseasonably warm, I think. But let me check. Check my 14-day forecast. Wednesday, high is 76, low is 51. Thursday, 62 is the high, low of 47. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm loving. What's up? Come on. Causing trouble. Ben Jamming, what's going on, Ben? It's amazing. What's up? What's, what's going on, Dr. Ken? How you doing today? I'm doing great. You should give me that hat, dude. What? Give it to you. I'm ruthless. That, that's a Chicago coming out in you. Dang, that, that's, that's the time we own, Dr. Ken. Look, look. That's what we say when we're going to steal something. Dang. No, no. You be like, hey, you should give me that hat. You be, what size is that? Right before what you size get right. is he? <laughs> Dang. No, we don't ask. I'm not asking for a size. Oh, uh, you just run up. It's my look, size. Look, right. look. I might have to sell it. <laughs> I don't care what size it is. As long as you get to come up. As long as I get to come up, that's all. Hey, hey by the way, earlier, y'all uh, impressions of Dr. Ken was on point. 
It was. Those are my impressions. What? Like, what are you even talking about? I was what? the one talking. Wait, wait, wait. How, how did that kid do it? Ah, what, what, what was going on in the world today? Okay. It's wow. that kid in the afternoon, you know. Amazing. <laughs> 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 oh, y'all silly. It's all love. Yeah. It's going to be great next February, too. We got anniversary coming up. Oh my God! Fe- February fourth. Right? I don't know. I don't know when. It's some somewhere. I mean, the fact that we celebrated during Black History Month, I think, is so so phenomenal. What you want, Ben? Why are you in here harassing people? See, Ben's in here harassing people, hollering at people, doing all kind of stuff that he's not supposed to. But I do, I do have to ask this question of Ben Jamin. Was that you singing on that commercial, dude? Was that actually you singing on a commercial? Walk Was his home act- inspection, get inspected today. <laughs> Boy, that's a bop. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! 833 Do you want Ben Jammin to keep singing or not? It's amazing. Because it truly is not amazing. It's not amazing. I wish y'all could see, though, in all seriousness, I wish you could see the work that the producers do around here and the folks that put things together and make things great, right? They do a phenomenal job. And it's good to see people younger than me be able to have the mindset, the creativity, and um, really, wow, um, last it really is the last day, right? Okay, so um, I, I just I just think it's interesting that to to from the day I got here to now to watch the growth and the expansion and the creativity, and I'm thinking to myself, this is going to be great. And you know what? September twentieth, twenty twenty two, it is. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833. <laughs> what is this? Somebody, amazing Android power. Ben Jammin is amazing. Really? You got an Android? Okay, that means you got a real, good, real, real, real phone. Okay. Uh, 414460 says, hey, Dr. Ken, I'd like to see the Office of Violence Prevention Task team up with MPD to do education in schools and policing in schools. Huh? Help, help, help me out. Let me let me think that through. So the group of people that don't listen to the police already are going to listen to other people with the police to do education. It's not the police job to do education at school. It's barely their job to be in school, but they're needed. I understand where you're going. I agree with you. Probably 60%. Hope can't say probably. I agree with you 60%. And yet, they also add what happened to the DARE and GREAT programs where students can proactive can get proactive ways out of the criminal justice system. 
Well, here's here's some of the problems. Um, great program was gang resistance, education, and training. You think that worked in our neighborhood? Okay. Uh, Dare. It was drug something and resistance education. But since I have this really, really big thing in front of me called Google, what does dare mean? Drug abuse resistance education. So that means, right, that when you saw things, see something, say something for little kids, they went home and reported it and their parents got arrested. Because the teachers are mandatory reporters. Okay, what are we doing? That's all I'm saying. That was in very few cases. But it did occur. I don't know why, but it probably came down to funding. Who can't say the word fund? Well, do, do, do. All right. I did... The dare and great programs end. <laughs> so this is from the American Addiction Centers dot org. Three reasons why the dare program failed. Wow. Number one, public hysteria versus evidence-based education. Number two, the politics of policy. And number three, faulty curriculum. The program was incorporated into fifth and sixth grades. Overall, the curriculum explained the risks of drug use, offered tips on how to refuse them. The program also attempted to foster a better image of the police and address issues such as self-esteem and peer pressure. Created literature for parents, such as the book Keeping Kids Drug-Free. Um, yeah. For example, if your child answered yes or did something exciting happen or if they tried hard to win the game in the questionnaire, then parents would be weary of possible drug use. Many critics lambasted the book as borderline fraudulent, while harsher critics reserved that term for dare itself. So evidently it didn't work out too well. Evidently it didn't do its job. So. Interesting. And so now we have nothing. So then what do we do? How do we help our kids? How do we help the families? But I just I just want to know what happened to the great program. I mean, these things are here, and then all of a sudden they're gone. And they, they make an interesting point. Like, at some point, we, we need to just figure out what we're going to do. But when we have an education system that's set up where groups of people decide what books our kids use and what's in the books, and this book is, is important, this book is not instead of a local group of people educating children. We should not be accepted. This is just me. 
I'm outside of K-12 education, but we shouldn't be accepting books for our kids from people who don't know our kids, who generalize about our kids. Our kids, Milwaukee kids, <laughs> north, south, east, and west. I don't know how to make education better. I just have some ideas, but I don't know how to make it better. <laughs> LT said, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? It's just a dumb commercial anyway, but, you know, I just, I'm just saying. Nobody asked me. 833-212-1017. I think that, number one, there's nothing we can do but pass the budget. I think our, our aldermen and alderwomen will go through the budget with a fine-tooth comb, find things that are, like, glaring, and then get rid of them. Because eventually the Common Council is going to. And I wonder, you know what? Do, 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 do. I think one of the things I have to do is just go back and read through the entire budget. I mean, look at it, read it, and see what's going on with it. But I got to tell you, the budget is 235 pages. Wow. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read the budget and tell you my thoughts on next week. Because I think it'll be great. Talk and text line, well, it's just my opinion, but I went through the D.A.R.E. program and it was nice to see law enforcement in a less intimidating manner. Well, what makes them intimidating? I mean, going to a call, I think the whole point of them going is to be intimidating. To, to, no, I'm, I'm just poking you. Um, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Hopefully both sides will listen and both sides will hear great things about each other and both sides will support um, Great things. I'm just looking at the news and things that are happening today. And um, Fire and Police Commission expands to eight members for the first time after two more make appointment. Nobody asked me if I wanted to be on the Fire and Police Commission. Ruben Burgos, former police lieutenant turned university lecturer, and Gerard Washington, former assistant fire chief, who is now fire chief of Menominee Falls. Hmm? Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. How come nobody asked me? Okay, I'm just kidding. Please don't. 833-212-1017 is the number. I'm just, I'm just going through all the talking texts and looking at some of the interesting things that are happening in the city. I know, um, as far as I can remember, some interesting things are going on in the news right now. There's a woman struck and killed by walking while walking across I-94 in Pewaukee. Um, Janesville PD, another officer's gun accidentally misfires at a middle school. 
Um, human trafficking is growing in Milwaukee. And here's the one that just just makes just has me perplexed. Data from the Milwaukee Police Department said 20 people were shot between Friday evening and Monday afternoon. Three people died, two of them teenagers, one of them a 16-year-old found dead with a gunshot wound in a vacant house, 38th and Hadley. This from WISN.com, WISN 12 News checked with MPD, and according to police numbers, 2020 and 2021 were some of the most violent years for non-fatal shootings and homicides, but 2022 is on track to actually be worse. Year-to-date, compared to 2021, homicides are up 20%. Non-fatal shootings are down only slightly, about 2%. MPD Chief Jeff Norman said, you have firearms involved, and you have, unfortunately, people who are not controlling their anger and frustration. Now, that is a valid point. He also added, we have home ownership is in having the impact. No, no, let me get it right. We all have ownership in having the impact. Understand that there are so many different resources out there. We need to have more collaboration, more support, and understanding what the need is and be able to fill some role in that need. How do we do that? Like, how do we actually do that? I think we don't know what's causing it, so we're suggesting we're suggesting resources that may or may not do the job. And then when you suggest resources and it doesn't work, we complain about the person and get rid of them. I'm even willing to give Mayor Cavalier Johnson a chance. The police chief a chance. The county executive a chance to work it out. But we got to figure it out and we have to do it soon. Everybody has their own thing. It's, it's domestic violence, it's guns, it's education, it's, it's universal background checks, it's all these things, but th- those things only affect people that are going to follow the law. So if you're going to follow the law already, then it really doesn't have an effect on you. We have to deal with the people that aren't following the law. The system is breaking down, and we have to do something about it. And until we get the information, until we get the data that tells us this is what caused it with this person, and then see the pattern, We need to get rid of the correlation part and start looking at the causation. Look at what caused these things and fix that. Otherwise, we're going to keep up with the Joneses, right? And right now, the Joneses are in reverse. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
That's how it's going to be tomorrow. That's where we're headed to. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. So it is official tomorrow. We will be at the Avenue. So we got about a few more minutes, but maybe 10. I can't even count. Six, five. We got about. Oh, I got to wait. We got seven minutes. I think that's only fitting. Seven minutes. Seven minutes and 20 seconds will be the last segment the new 1017 The Truth does at Radio City. Again, had a few minor hiccups and wanting to be perfect, of course, for you, we wait and we get everything taken care of and they make everything phenomenal and we just did and so we're cool let's rock and roll tomorrow um so there's gonna be quite a few things going on tomorrow it's gonna be first day and it's gonna be great and it's going to be um monumental i think because it's a new chapter it's a new time um in the city and i think um yeah we need to really, really, really consider all the great things that are going to be happening in this city. I still have to request from the mayor, the Honorable Cavalier Johnson, to please expand the pie. Make the pie bigger. Bring in some outside um, development, some growth, buildings, real estate. Let's, let's get moving and make the city bigger and better. But when you try to force hands and cut the police and fire and you're cutting service, I don't know if that's going to work. And I'm not saying that having been a former police officer. I'm saying it because safety is paramount. If people don't feel safe, if there's not a perception of safe, then there's nothing we can do. And this city will go the way of Detroit. And I know for a fact Having met people from Milwaukee, lived with people from Milwaukee for the last 29 years, I know that they will not let that happen. I think somewhere in there, that was one thing I always noticed. I always noticed when I first moved here and now, many people are proud to be from here. They're proud to have grown up here and worked here. Now, they're a little standoffish because they dismiss people who are not from here. They push people to the outside if you're not from here. You know, I I still have groups of friends that all are in organizations, but they tend to have, you know, sometimes their own little thing on the side from people who were born and raised here versus people who were not. So you could have been here 50 years and you will not get treated like an insider because you were not born here. And that's unfortunate because that makes people take their, you know, bat and ball and go home. Or that makes some of us work even harder. Because I get it. I'm like that with Chicago. 
Oh, you from Chicago? Uh, well, well, no, I, actually, I'm from Naperville. Okay, well then you're not from Chicago. Well, no, no, I'm from. No, no, you're not from Chicago. Like there's a there's a thing when you're from. Like if you even move to Illinois and you move to Chicago, people get with you. I bet. But if you move to Chicago and you live in Schiller Park, they'd be like, "What? Oh, okay." I even think that they accept more people from not being from Chicago and give them support because they moved to the city. But if you move to a suburb, they're going to be like, oh, okay. Here, if you're not from Milwaukee, you're just, goodbye. Oh, you wasn't born here. I had somebody tell me that. Oh, you wasn't born here. Hurt my little feelings. Because I do. I really love the city. Raised two fabulous kids here. I only complain about education because I know the schools are great. We need some parents to kick in and make sure their kids go to school and the schools will be great. Kids can't, parents can't work with kids. Kids can't learn if they don't go to school. And that's, and the only person that can do it is the parent, not the teacher. The teacher can only work with what they get. So if your kid is bad and they working with bad kids, they cannot educate them. And just like cops, 99.9% of the teachers are freaking awesome. Just outstanding. Do their job. Buy, continue to buy their own stuff. Continue to go out and help kids get clothes. clothes. I used to wonder, like, why y'all do all this work and asking all these people to come to class? and all? That? And then I went. And I went, wow. Like, you can see the distinct difference in some of the kids where the teachers are actually doing things. Now, watch this. I say this in quotes, and they ain't got no business doing. You're treating that kid that's like, that. literally, that's like that's your kid. Make sure they have clothes, mittens, socks. Now, that's one thing. I'm going to complain until it comes time to get coats for kids, and then I'll be like, hey, can y'all get some coats for the kids and the shoes? Because that I can't stand. I cannot stand a kid that's not dressed properly when it's cold outside. I will. St- I have stopped and bought a coat for a kid. I I can't. And so I'm looking forward to now that everything's slowing down, start doing some volunteering in schools, start hanging out with the kids, and give back like it was given to me. We're live again for the last time at the American Family Insurance Studio at Radio City. Make sure you listen up. Tory Lowe Show is coming up next at 6 o'clock. And then we'll be broadcast again at 2, I'm sorry, at midnight. And then again at 5 a.m. in the morning. Then at 7 o'clock, bright and early, the new 1017 The Truth will be broadcasting live from the avenue with the proper number one show in Wisconsin, says the Wisconsin Broadcast Association, MK in the morning. Thank you, DZ. Appreciate you. I'll see you on the other side again and again. God bless you. Thank you to Cherie Harris, Kyle Wallace, everybody in the Truth Gang, everybody in the Truth Family, everybody in the Truth Nation. We honor you. We appreciate you. We love you. God bless you. We'll see you in 22.